This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. What's good, brothers and sisters? You know what's good? The best show on your radio. That's what it is. Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app. Series X from Channel 80. And always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We're going to get to your phone calls in about eight minutes. Give or take a lie or two. Who should be the leading candidate for MVP in the NFL according to YOU? Dr. Pepper calling line will make you heard at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You'll get a chance to be heard in eight minutes at 888-729-3776. Meanwhile, in Dallas, after they got the blood beaten out of them by the Buffalo Bills, 31-10 up in Buffalo, and it wasn't that close. Tables were in complete danger after that game was over. I'm sure everybody was jumping off buildings, buses, cars, People, Fred, Bill, I didn't been up there. Yeah, I know. Bill's. I got mafia. a lot of friends. Bill Mafia, they 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 don't play no games, Freddie. Yeah, and they don't play any favors when it comes Ooh. to tables. Have table, we'll jump on and destroy like their team did the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. That's why Micah Parsons, their all star all star linebacker, sounded like this. Honestly, it's just unacceptable at this point. Um, there's no excuse for it. Uh, it's mind boggling. I don't understand it. why we're not playing well and why we're not coming together on the road. Um, it's something that we need to look at and get better because we got to go on the road next week. Usually the Cowboys lose a game like this, Harry, all the venom goes to Dak Prescott. He hasn't gotten any of it because the defense was the one that got destroyed more than Dak Prescott and that high-flying Cowboys offense that got grounded by Bill's defense on Sunday night. Yeah, because they got punked. <laughs> it's just as simple as that. True. And that's what the Buffalo Bills did to him. Offensive coordinator Joe Brady won. Dan Quinn, zero. Mm-hmm. Offense of the Buffalo Bills, one. Defense of the Dallas Cowboys, zero. Buffalo Bills committing one penalty, one. Dallas Cowboys, too damn many. I know it was more than one. <laughs> zero. Everything that the Buffalo Bills did yesterday allowed them to have that victory in the manner that it did. And then also for Dallas, man, the self-inflicted wounds, right? Absolutely. Third and fourth situation, you got a chance to get out the field and probably, you know, hold Buffalo to a field goal. You get a, a rough in the passing call, rough in the, rough in the passing uh, penalty. Uh, did I agree with it? No, I didn't. Also, you had a running into the kicker that, you know, came back to haunt you. Other little things that went on here and there. You didn't win the line of scrimmage. You got mm. pushed around. The Dallas Cowboys defensive line, the Dallas Cowboys offensive line, where most games are won, Freddie, yeah. in the trenches. Yep. They got beat up. They got bullied. They got the lunch money taken. They got their cornbread eaten. <laughs> and they had no chance whatsoever yesterday versus Buffalo. But you got to give a lot of credit to Sean McDermott because Absolutely. he's calling the defensive plays. And then also Joe Brady, having their their players ready in all phases for this matchup. Mm-hmm. They took away the greatest strength of the Dallas Cowboys, the pass rush, and said, we're going to play a different game. We're going to play bully ball. We're going to play physicality. Coach, Coach Herm Edwards say bumper cars. Bumper cars, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the Cowboys defense, they were the bumpies, and the Bills yep. offense were the bumpers, and they bumped them up, down, all around. I still think the Cowboys are going to be fine, and here's why. The offensive line of Miami Dolphins, as good as it can be, a little bit banged up compared to the Bills' offensive line. Yes, they are. They're an offensive line that believes in zone blocking, getting out on the, getting quickly on the perimeter. It plays the kind of strength of the Cowboys as a pursuit kind of team. They're not like a power-running team. 
but they know how to run the football, their zone blocking scheme, and get their quick backs into the hole quickly, make that quick step, get up the field. The Cowboys, if they make any kind of adjustments, their speed game will be a lot more conducive to slow down a Miami running game compared to what they saw from the Buffalo Bills. Now, Tyreek Hill is there. We'll see exactly what that's going to look like with all that speed on the outside. But if you believe in your man-to-man corners with Stephen Gilmore and Deron Bland, then you should be able maybe to wall them off and have that safety help over the top. I still think they're going to be fine. I'm not saying they're going to beat the Miami Dolphins, but they're not going to lose 31-10 to like they lost to the Buffalo Bills. And if anything, by maybe not being in first place in their own division, if the Eagles win tonight versus the Seattle Seahawks in Monday Night Football, that's the that's the the right side of the bracket for the NFC. We play the NFC South champion. You don't worry about playing a potential Eagles first round matchup or somebody like that. You may want to play in the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, oh, no, 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 they're not in it. You may no, no, no. Who said it right? No, no, don't do that. I, you I, said it I, right, Freddie. I, I can't do that to the nation. They give <laughs> I give you and Falcons fans false hope. I, I was trying to troll, but it didn't work out. So you may want to play a team like that or the Detroit Lions more than the Eagles team and staying out of that side of the bracket. It may turn out to be the best thing for the Cowboys to get their bodies right, get their minds right, and maybe on the other side of the bracket, that's not as tough when it comes to playing maybe the Eagles in the first round wildcard weekend or maybe staying the same side the San Francisco 49ers. Well, and if you're the Dallas Cowboys, that's probably what you want, right? So mm-hmm. you're, I won't say you're guaranteed a first round win, but your chances are that much more better. Yep. And the outlook on things will probably be better as well if you're facing a team in the NFC South versus someone else. And for me, it's like it's just time to regroup, right? That game is over with in Buffalo. You learn from the mistakes. But I think, Dan Quinn, you're going to have to figure out adjustments, right? Because Absolutely. when you look at the NFC, the conference as a whole, you look at the teams that you figure out and say, you know what? They could probably give us problems. It's the San Francisco 49ers and their physicality and the way they like to run the football. It's the Philadelphia Eagles, not the Philadelphia Eagles we've seen in the last two matchups, but the Philadelphia Eagles that we're accustomed to seeing when the run game is, is, is full throttle. And then you look at the Detroit Lions, even though they've been up and down their DNA, their MO and what they want to do is rushing the football. And if you think you're going to have, you know, a, a linebacker that weighs 200 pounds in the middle of the football field and, 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 and uh, bail against the Detroit Lions, you're mm-hmm. sadly mistaken. Dan, yeah. Dan Campbell is not going to allow that to happen. No, he's been Mr. Irritable since they lost the week before to the Chicago Bears. And boy, they were irritated enough that they put it on the Denver Broncos mm-hmm. when it came to Saturday. But that is more of a concern that I worry about the Cowboys. They're lighting the britches up front of the defensive side of the football. And if they run a team that can run the football, Seattle has success against them. Yep. Eagles early on had a little bit of success. If you're the Cowboys, whatever you got to do, Dan Quinn, what are you going to do about that? Because people will say, hey, we may have the Bills offensive personnel, but we got that mentality and we got running backs. We can do the same thing to them. If you're Detroit, if you're Miami, the way that the Buffalo Bills did that to the Dallas Cowboys. He's one of our favorites. He's unique in New Jersey. He's got something to say about how the Cowboys, what they can do to improve, especially that run defense at Triple Eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Brother Unique, my man, what you got? What's good, fellas? How are you? We're good. We're good, my man. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Well, listen, man, you're speaking the gospel right now, man. Listen, plain and simple, man. I was trying to tell you Friday, but they cut me off. The the Cowboys, man, they're soft, man. They're soft. Anybody that get physical with them, right? You get physical with them, they back down, man. And then, you know, that self-inflicted penalty, I knew as soon as the game started, the boy Cooks is running down the field. He's wide open. Dak missed him. Yep. Trouble. That's trouble right there. Now they get the series, they go to stop Buffalo. Lawrence, 
What, what are you hitting? What are you hitting Josh Allen for? He don't have the ball. Can't get off the field. The boy goes to block the punt. He 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 missed the ball, man. And what are they teaching these people out there, man? <laughs> no, I'm serious, man. It's like really disrespectful how they listen, man. <clears throat> the best thing they could do: try to win, get, beat the Commanders, have that pizza party, put the cliques to the left, and show the pass to the right. We see you next year, man. <laughs> hey, can I say this? Unique, you, you're one of the funniest human beings. You really bro. are. He really it, is. It, not even trying to be. You're just being yourself, but uh-huh. you're so funny. But I'm gonna say this about that that um, running into the running into the kicker. You do drills, and usually everyone on the football team does these this punt uh, block circuit these punt block circuit drills. Mm-hmm. It's like three or four different drills that you do. And they're not. They don't teach you to jump up in the air, try to block the punt. They yeah. teach you to take the football off, the off of the punter's shoot, off of, off his foot. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what he was thinking. That actually should have been a block punt, right? And probably a scoop and score. Yep, that's probably what I think he was thinking. He he had gotten so close to the punter, and then when he realized he couldn't get the football, he could not stop his momentum because he's blocked three of those in his NFL career. When it comes to Williams, he probably thought, "Man, I got through so clean, and he got that close." that he forgot his technique. And in games like that, you got to do those little things. Like Unique said, Brandon Cooks on the post route was able to stack the defensive back behind him. Got to hit it. You got to hit those You got to hit those plays home and away, but especially on the road if you're Dak Prescott. Now, the roughing the passer penalty, you can't get close to the quarterback. If you're breathing the quarterback wrong, tweet, you're getting that flag thrown against you. I don't care who you are. Aaron Donald has gotten that call against him, and he he's, he's, a, and he's still that the best dude. guy. He's still the one of the best guys. The one problem, the one penalty I had a problem with wasn't so much the roughing the punter penalty it was so much of the fact that it was more roughing than it was more running into than roughing because yeah. of running into him then it's still another punt but that roughing the penalty that was a personal foul became a first down that being said they still are not beating the Buffalo Bills even if that flips around change the temperature we don't know what happened and I don't believe in the unknown I fear the known I leave the unknown alone but the known is the Dallas Cowboys what are you going to do to figure that out because that will be the one thing That'll keep you away from a Super Bowl having a deep playoff run. Run. It won't be the offense. It won't be Dak Prescott not playing well in big games because I believe that's going to be fixed with that offense. It's that defense when people have seen if you get tough with them, they'll back up. They'll take a step back. And we saw that on Sunday versus the Buffalo Bills. And I think we've seen the San Francisco 49ers expose them Mm -hmm. in that manner. We've seen the Buffalo Bills expose them in that manner. And let's go all the way back to the beginning of the year. The Arizona Cardinals exposed them in that manner. And three of their four losses, right, the Dallas Cowboys defense against the Bills, they allowed 266 yards and four touchdowns. Versus Arizona, they allowed 222 yards and two touchdowns. And versus San Fran, they allowed 170 yards and two touchdowns. How, how are you going to win games on the road if you're allowing the home team to rush the football effectively and efficiently and at will in the way they want to? I, 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 don't, I don't know how you're going to win like that. So Dan mm-hmm. Quinn definitely, you know, he has his hands full trying mm-hmm. to figure this out because you do have the Detroit Lions that you're about to play coming up. Yeah, and the Miami Dolphins. You have the, the Miami Dolphins. The mm-hmm. Miami Dolphins, are they still the number two rushing team in National Football League? They yes. weren't going into the game. because uh, the, the Ravens are number one, aren't they? I think the Ravens are – let me look that up. Keep talking. I'll, I'll come back to you. <laughs> yeah, so, so you're going to have to figure this out because, yeah. you know, 
Yeah, Ravens. Sh- yeah, Ravens are number one, 163.8 yards per game. Detroit's number two, close to 141. 49s are number three, close to 140. Miami and Dolphins are four at 100, 139.6 yards per game. So, so check this out. Two of the teams that you play in your last three games are top four in rushing, and then you got exposed by the team that's third rushing in the National Football League right now. So you better figure it out if you're Dan Quinn and that defense. It better be a sense of pride. And I understand Jonathan Hankins wasn't in the middle, right. but I don't think one person is going to make that big of a difference. Yeah, and if he does, then Jonathan Hankins should be Unless he's Aaron Donald, and he's not Aaron Donald. Right, exactly. No doubt about that. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. They have insurance on motorcycles, boats, and RVs. So if you need protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. So who should be the leading candidate for MVP if you had a vote? Full disclosure, last night does not mean that Dak Prescott is out of the MVP conversation. So you want to take him out with three games left? You are a football fool as far as that goes. But who should be the leading candidate for MVP, in your opinion, in the NFL right now? We want to hear from you at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Harry Douglas believes it should be Purdy, Brock Purdy, the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, because... Uh, you look at him, he's top five in yards, top five in completion percentage, top five in quarterback rating, top five in touchdowns, uh, top five in QBR. Um I understand they have a ton of players on this football team, the San Francisco 49ers, but we've seen when you don't have the right orchestrator, you can come up short. We've seen how this offense can be held back when you don't have the right orchestrator. And Brock Purdy being able to be that guy and not just get the attention of his teammates by his play, but also from the mental standpoint of things, being vocal, being a leader, and uh, guys being able to follow him because of his mindset and the way he approaches the game. So I love where Brock Purdy is right now as a quarterback. You know I've been an advocate for Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. Yes, Even even when he first started last year. Mm So – I'm going to go with Brock Purdy in, in those regards. Yeah, I'll go with his teammate, Christian McCaffrey, the running back, because anytime something positive happens, whether it's running or receiving the football, Christian McCaffrey's at the head of that line. 18 touchdowns, that's one thing. With 13 touchdowns rushing, close to 1,300 yards rushing, over 5.3 yards per carry, but also he's caught the ball 57 times, over 500 yards and seven touchdowns. So he has 20 touchdowns total so far for the San Francisco 49ers. I know he plays a position that they want to ignore, but you cannot ignore exactly what that guy's been able to do and how he's been able to make that work for the 49ers, Devin Kane. Let me ask you a question. Do we think the matchup between the Ravens and the 49ers, Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson, is going to go a long way in determining Ooh. who the MVP is? It, Dev, you own to something, Dev. It, it, it'll set some opinions. Like, what if they both play well, but the Ravens win and Lamar Jackson's the reason they win, and, mm-hmm. you know, vice versa? Because right now, Brock yeah. Purdy is the mm-hmm. odds-on favorite, and Lamar Jackson's right behind him. Yeah. Well, Lamar beco- will, will become the favorite at that point. Right. There's yeah, no so, doubt. So I, yeah. so I think, I think it's, it, you know, mm-hmm. we actually, it's funny because we thought that about Dak Prescott and Josh Allen this weekend, right. but the game ended up being different. I think with right. those two teams, I don't think they have a choice but the two quarterbacks to either be great or not be great in that matchup. The one thing that can happen that can really harm that whole deal because not too many times you get an NFL game this late in the season where you have three MVP candidates on the same field. Two on one side for the San Francisco 49ers and Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson on the other side. Both defense going to get tired of hearing about that. <laughs> you got yep. the two leading defenses in the NFL. They are going to get tired of hearing that, which means whatever could be decided – 
we may still be in undecided mode because those bloodthirsty pirates on one side for San Francisco and those bros down in Baltimore on the other side, they can get after people. They can stop your running game. They can keep your quarterback in danger zone. Both of those defenses, Harry and Devin, they're going to be tired about hearing that narrative between now and next Christmas night at 8.15 Eastern time when both these two get together on ABC in San Jose, California. And it's funny because both of their defensive styles are so different. When you look mm-hmm. at San Francisco, who who wants to rush four guys and get pressure that way, and then you look at Mike Mc, uh, McDonald for the defensive coordinator for the Ravens and how he likes to bring pressure. And I love, you know, Kyle Hamilton at the mm-hmm. safety position, the way Roquan Smith is playing, Matt Abuki, he's balling out. Uh, so, yeah. so it, it, we're going to get a contrast in styles too, right? From no these doubt. two defenses that are so good this season. Who's the leading candidate for MVP in your opinion? Let's hear from you right now. Triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six on the Dr Pepper Hotline. Brian in New Jersey, who would be your leading candidate for NFL MVP right now, and why? Well, fellas, first of all, I love the show. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it, Harry. You had the right team, but the wrong person. And Freddie, thank God you said his name because as a Dallas fan, I couldn't do it. I was gonna throw it in my mouth. We all know who it is. I'm, think, I'm thinking it's Christian McCaffrey and not Debo Samuel. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, since he came over from the trade, he scored like in 16 straight games, and that's before Purdy even got to, got to start. He was doing it way back when, and he's still doing it. And I have one quick question for y'all, you know, off the topic you just said. If this game – um, um, when they play Baltimore, mm-hmm. right? Say Purdy throws two touchdowns to C-Mac off the screen, then C-Mac scores a touchdown on the ground. Who do you think gets the MVP then? Who do you think will be the leader in the clubhouse? Well, well, that, that's that's a different ball game because now all of us on the, on a national stage on Christmas, the last game that that everyone should be watching, yeah. we see what Christian McCaffrey is doing. That's a great question, like though. Like. If this is a Sunday and a one o'clock game, and not many people are watching it, and they're they're doing a lot of other things, that's a, good that's a different ball game. But when that's you're on the point. national stage and you're the last game, and everyone's watching you, and we see Christian McCaffrey taking that screen to the house, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna sit here and say Christian McCaffrey deserved that, that MVP award. Yeah, it's gonna be a highly anticipated game for everything you just said. I can't wait to see what that number is going to be because normally, the NBA would have that. The NFL's like, no, we want it all. We want football every day. Not so fast, my friends. <laughs> I mean, we, I can't, they've never had three games on a Saturday before. And that's what I was doing on Saturday, watching the NFL Network all day Saturday. Three football games. Didn't budge from my couch. My I wife was so, was so mad at me. <laughs> no, so, Freddie, I'm in the hotel room, and I said to myself, man, it's some, I got to go get something to eat. So I went to Mangoes on South Beach. Okay, there I you go. I told the people I wanna, I'm want i ordering everything at one time. Mm-hmm. Can, can they rush my food, please? Right. Because I was trying to hurry up and get back to the hotel room Absolutely. so I can finish watching football. So what is that going to look like? Next Christmas night, where you got the NBA and the NFL together like that. The NBA is going to be starting at noon. The NFL starts at 1 o'clock. There's going to be battle royals all over the place between families. I want to watch basketball. I want to watch football. I'm going to be on that oil. I'm going to be on that that, that tequila. I'm going to be on that wine. So you're not even even going to be on planet Earth, are you? I'm going to be on that oil. (laughs) In my own world. You're going to be at that royal midnight My wife already going to know. Not that you mess with me. We're going to do these Christmas presents. Uh-huh. And then, hey, y'all leave that alone now. <laughs> <laughs> the part about Christmas is family and coming together. Yeah, we Appar- are. Apparently, that's completely foreign to you once you get that royal oil in you. Football come together. Oh, Lord have mercy. Keep waiting. My wife, my wife know this is a football house. 
Uh, well, and so do we now when it comes to Casa de Douglas. So do we now. Keep weighing in when it comes to who should be the leading candidate for MVP in the NFL and why. 888-729-3776. Can't wait to hear what you have to say in the Dr. Pepper call on line on Freddie and Harry. And then the Eagles might have gotten an early Christmas present that they could sorely, sorely use before they play tonight versus the Seattle Seahawks. An explanation comes your way next if you keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition right now get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save that's the number eight s-a-v-e Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It is the Reggae Monday edition of Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on SiriusXM Channel 80. And always, always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Raider. We're going to get into the latest news involving the Eagles game tonight versus the Seattle Seahawks and how Christmas may have come early for the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll do that in a couple of seconds. But that MVP race, far from over. We got some candidates right now. Brock Purdy, Purdy, Brock Purdy, the quarterback San Francisco, leading the way. He's at the top. Lamar Jackson right behind him. Right behind those two are Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts. And Christian McCaffrey, running back for the 49ers. He's in fifth, not according to Brock Purdy. Dude, I think I think Christian should be MVP. I think I, I really do believe that. You know, he does everything for us, runs the ball well, can catch the ball. He does everything. And so, in my eyes, that's an MVP. So what do you have to say? Who would be the leading candidate in the NFL right now for MVP and why at 888-729-3776? Thanks for joining us on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Jeff in New Mexico, who do you have and why? Hey, I, I know it's a long, 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 long shot, but <laughs> I'm going to say T.J. Watt, man. That guy plays so hard, man, when they lose and getting their butt whooped and all that, man. He plays so hard, man. And that offensive lineman can't even hold him that much. They'd be struggling. So I know it's a long shot, but my boy T.J. Watt got to be in, be in the conversation sometime. What y'all think? So T.J. Watt right now leading the National Football League in sacks with 16 the reason why I don't think he's going to win that award or be even close to it is because the Pittsburgh Steelers as a team. Mm-hmm. When you look at all the other candidates, you look at Brock Purdy, first in the NFC, 
the uh, San Francisco 49ers, and you look at Lamar Jackson, his football team is first in the AFC. You look at the, the, those top guys, and you look at their team success, which, you know, p- plays a major factor in winning yeah. this award. And T.J. Watt, even though he's a wrecking ball every time he steps out on the football field, the team is not having enough success. Yeah, another guy that may get, may get more consideration on the defensive side of football be a guy in his own division, Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns. Yep. Talk about somebody who's been a wrecking ball. He may get a little bit more love as a defensive player who could wreck that party that has become and will always be an offensive award when it comes to the National, National Football League MVP. Burbs in California, who would be the leading candidate for MVP in the NFL in your mind and why? Hey, guys, thanks for taking the call. Hey, so I go with CMC, and I'm a fantasy football player, uh, and I have several teams. But I tell you, CMC's not on my team, but every time I play against CMC, I know I'm going to lose that week. This guy's phenomenal. He does it in the air. He does it on the ground. Uh, Catching a touchdown and scoring and passing for a touchdown in one game, unbelievable. I like that, and I like my dark shot is Dak. Even though Dak had a tough game, over the weekend, if you look at his numbers throughout the year, I think he still looks really good, and he's going to put it on this weekend. Yeah, b- believe me, Dak Prescott's going to put up some numbers that he's not going to be left behind. Like people want him to be left behind in terms of being at the MVP race. You got Miami coming up. You also have a chance with Detroit and Washington. You put up big numbers, you'll be right back in that conversation. What's so funny? Hey, Burp said Dak going to put it on him this weekend. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> go out there, and, go out there and do your thing, Dak. No, because I, I don't, I don't think Dak Prescott is out of the MVP race. A lot of I'm people deem them as that. I don't, I don't, I don't see it like that way. Because when you get to play a nine and four, excuse me, a ten and four Detroit Lions team and a ten and four Miami Dolphins team mm-hmm. that's still competing for the number one seed in the AFC, absolutely, you can make a lot of noise in those two games. Yeah, mar- marquee games because anytime you play for the Dallas Cowboys, it's going to be yep. a marquee game. You're playing in Miami, especially with Christmas weekend. A lot of people are going to be paying attention to see, okay, can the Cowboys rebound? Are they too soft? Are they overrated? Are the Dolphins overrated? You're going to get that kind of attention as you try to put it on the Miami Dolphins. There, you feel better? I'm juvenile <laughs> like you are. Greg in North Carolina, who should be the leading candidate for MVP in the NFL and why, my friend? It should be um, Brock Purdy. The reason is because if you go look at – Everybody's saying he has a, uh, he fits in the system, and uh, everybody's done that system before. But when was Brandon Ayuk, uh, uh, Kittle, and uh, Debo Samuel all in the top 30 in receiving yards at the same time? And then you go turn around and look at uh, Chris Caffrey's 69th on receiving yards as well. Four guys in the top 70 of the NFL for receiving yards. And you go look at um, – uh, Oh, uh, George oh Kittle. My God, I'm sorry, I, I lost the thought there. George but Kittle. I, uh, the uh, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. When Patrick Mahomes came into the NFL, he came in right behind Alex Smith that was able to take Kansas City Chiefs to the uh, NFC, uh, AFC Championship. But yet, nobody uh, uh, kind of rooked show all over him for having all those superstar players and uh, getting the MVP. And now when he ain't got all them uh, MVP uh, superstar players, Look at his uh, receiving yards and everything else now. I mean, that, to me, I just think that Brock Purdy gets a bum rap just because he's Mr. Irrelevant. He does, and that's a very, very fair point. It seems to me a lot of the narrative with Brock Purdy, Harry, it's plenty of people either on this network or other networks don't want to believe that that guy's as good as we've seen. That's what it is, Freddie. But, but it's also sad at the same time because – 
when you have someone who is playing uh, as well as Brock Purdy, he should be acknowledged by everyone. Like, it's not his fault that, you know, he was drafted the last pick in the, in the NFL draft. It's, that's, that's, that has nothing to do with Brock Purdy. Exactly. I, I, I get it, but I don't get it because the more I know – the less I understand. And I was up here I was up here trying to look up um, okay. everyone that was on that football team for the Kansas City Chiefs in mm. 2000. That was Patrick Mahomes' first yeah. Yeah. year, right? 2018. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Travis Kelsey. He also had Tyreek Tyree Hill. Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had some dudes. Yeah. <laughs> he made those dudes better. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, exactly. Yeah, he, he wasn't devoid of dudes. So, and to, Burbs, uh, to Greg's point, excuse me, no one attached that to Patrick Mahomes the same way that they're attaching that to Brock Purdy. Like we mentioned, Eagles, Seahawks about to come up 815 Eastern Time, ABC and ESPN. The Eagles are going to get a Christmas present. That's part of. Oh, my goodness! To the end zone, real. I've got some questions I want answers. NFL questions and answers. Oh, baby! Give me everything you got! With Freddie and Harry. All part of the Monday Night Football preview involving the Eagles at Seahawks, 8-15 Eastern Time on ABC and ESPN and the Manicast on ESPN2. Thanks to Progressive Insurance, you can save a new bundle RV and boat insurance. All you have to do is visit Progressive.com. According to Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider, despite dealing with an illness and flying across the country to Seattle, separately from the rest of the team, Eagles quarterback Harry Jalen Hurts is expected to not only play, but start tonight's game versus Seattle. That's according to the source. Geno Smith looks like a game-time decision, but it seems that it's trending that Drew Locke is going to get the start once again at quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, so uh, Drew Locke is the quarterback. I don't see the Seattle Seahawks winning this football game Mm -hmm. at all, Um, even though they're in a desperate situation because they've lost three games in a row. This would be the fourth loss. They started 6-4. and They can end up on uh, being 6-8 and within the last four weeks. Mm -hmm. As far as Jalen Hurts, um, I'm glad he's going to be able to play. Yes. Right? So he could be there for his teammates and finish this year off strong. And he walked in with Big Dom. Yeah. He walked in with Big Dom. She stays behind back in Philadelphia. But that's another story for another day. I'll just leave that one alone. <laughs> with the Eagles, it is NFL questions and answers. What do you know? What do you need to see with the Eagles? Uh, for Philly, I'm, I'm, it's all about their defense for me. I know their defense, have, ha, they haven't been good this season, especially on the back end, linebacker level and secondary. Now, moving forward against this team tonight, even though Drew Locke is going to be the quarterback playing, you can't forget about DK Metcalf, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Tyler Lockett. Those guys from the skill position uh, area can light you up, and then you're going to be down Darius Slay. So that means Eli Ricks, someone who's mm-hmm. been picked on this entire season, he's mm-hmm. going to have to play more snaps tonight. Okay. Here's what I know about the Philadelphia Eagles. They are not going to look as bad as we've seen the last couple of weeks because they're not playing the Dallas Cowboys or the San Francisco 49ers. They're playing the Seattle Seahawks team that will play better at home. But after dealing with those two ruffians that rough them up, that's what I know, that they're not going to see that kind of skill level that they've seen the last couple of weeks. What I need to see, if Jalen Hurts is going to play, what is that going to look like? And what kind of game plan are you going to put in place? For the Philadelphia Eagles with a quarterback that is not feeling the best, that's a little under the weather. Do you lean more in the running game? Do you go to a shorter, quicker passing game? Whatever that's going to be to make sure that Jalen Hurts does not continue to have those ill effects affect this offense and affect this team, that's what I can't wait to see. Now for Seattle, what do you know? What do you want to see? So for Seattle, 
I know the last three weeks haven't been ideal, and you thought you were sitting in the perfect spot when you were six and four. Now, Drew Locke is going to be the quarterback tonight. I want to see if he can go out there and operate the offense mm-hmm. and put Seattle in a position to be able to be successful and have success tonight versus a defense in which, I'll say, say versus a secondary right. that has not been good this season. Here's what I know about Seattle. DK Metcalf is going to see the ball early, late, and often. No Darius Monster. Slay, no big, pace, big play Slade out there to travel with him. Man, oh, man, if you're not getting that brother ball early, then what are you doing if you're Drew Locke and the offensive coordinator of the Seattle Seahawks? That's what I believe, that he's going to see the ball early, late, and often when it comes to that team. What I want to see, if this defense can get better, they've given up a lot of points and a lot of big plays. When I th- did not think I was going to see that from this defense with two corners that can cover when it comes to Witherspoon and Woolen. And yet mm-hmm. they've given up those big plays, either in the run game, middle of the field, whatever that is. You're playing an Eagles team right now that may be trying to refine their identity and trying to do that on the road in that cauldron of noise known as that place where the Seattle Seahawks play. That's what I want to see. That's what I better see if I'm a Seahawks fan. Can our defense keep those big plays from happening to make sure the Eagles don't refine their identity at the expense of our defense playing that road game tonight? I hope Seattle aren't wearing those highlighter uniforms. Those are brutal. I don't want to see that. Where the old school, like they did the blue and silver. Or I, the I all love those. Blue. Pick one of those. When they wear those, those things burn my retina every time I watch them on TV. So I think the Titans, the Falcons, and the Seahawks have the best throwback uniforms. Oh, the, the Titans with the um, the, with the old school Houston Oilers uniforms. Yeah. Yes, indeedy. Did you see what JJ Watt said that? Any team that used to play in Houston should not be allowed to wear the Houston Oilers uniforms outside. I'm like, whoa, J.J. Watt. Well, first of all, if Cal McNair and company didn't acknowledge those old-time players that played in Houston. Absolutely. And when you had a guy named Bud Adams and his daughter, Mm -hmm. Amy Adams Shrunk, is the controlling owner of the Tennessee Titans. Mm -hmm. No, J.J., I don't agree with that. I completely disagree with that. They started as the Houston Oilers before they moved to the Tennessee Nashville area to be the Tennessee Titans. The first couple years, they were the Tennessee Oilers when they played in Memphis. They should have kept that name just to keep the uniform. As far as I was concerned, but I guess they were not allowed to do so. <laughs> like we mentioned, according to Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider, Jalen Hurts, despite dealing with an illness and flying across the country separately away from his team, is going to play tonight as they take on the Seattle Seahawks, Eagles at Seahawks, 8.15 Eastern time on ABC, ESPN, and the Manning, Manning cast on ESPN2 with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. You ever heard of somebody going to rob a bank and having things go wrong? Oh, Lord. Not like this, where the robbers became the robbie and the robbie became the robbers. That strange story is next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together in the reggae Monday version of Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Like we mentioned, Monday Night Football happening tonight, 8.15 Eastern time on ABC ESPN, the Manning cast on ESPN2, and it's going to be the Seattle Seahawks hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. By the way, Jalen Hurts is going to play tonight, and according to Adam Schefter, Harry Douglas, ESPN NFL insider, Geno Smith has been activated to get some action tonight, whether he starts or not, we don't know. But dealing with the groin injury, but according to Adam Schefter, Geno Smith is active tonight. I took the Seahawks in this matchup. 
Oh, you did. And, and I took the Seahawks in this matchup because of desperation, right? If they have dreams and aspirations to make the playoffs, okay. they cannot lose this football game. That'll be four games in a row. They'll be six and eight, and things wouldn't be looking good for them because they lost to the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. I believe they lost to the Rams twice, twice. if I'm not mistaken. Twice, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so – Things aren't looking good for them right now in this manner because the Rams would be have the upper leg right. when it comes to the wild card spot over them. Okay. So they better get this thing going tonight because yeah, yeah. if not, they might be done. Yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles because this way you get a chance to have a game up on the Dallas Cowboys after what happened to them yesterday and all the advantages and the rest of the schedule in your favor. You can ill afford to have that kind of game go the opposite way no matter what Jalen Hurts is going to or not going to look like. I think the Eagles find a way to get this dub. And you're right. Seattle's going to play desperate. I think the Eagles will play more desperate because they have a lot more to play for than the Seattle Seahawks. One more quick call about who should be the leading candidate for MVP in the National Football League and why on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-729-3776. Dwight in Dallas, who is your choice and why is that person your choice? My boys, my boys. What's up, Dwight? Usually, up, I would love to agree with you. What's going on here? Not much. Man, we'll look, appreciate it. Appreciate I appreciate the love too. Harry did take me out, and hey, it was nice. a, it was great. By the way, Dwight, yeah, you were, like Dwight, you were casket sharp that night, man. You were impressive with the jacket. <laughs> hey, appreciate it, Freddie. Hey, I told Harry, I was like, man, I wish Freddie was here. My dad's a big fan, by the way. Appreciate it. But appreciate yeah, both of you guys. Uh, so. Uh, I would usually agree with Harry, but I'm going to go ahead and agree with Freddie on this one. I got CMC, so I got two reasons. So I was listening to uh, Get Up this morning, and somebody pointed out, you know, I, I know I'm a big Colts fan, so Marshall Falk is my guy. Mm-hmm. When he was with the uh, this greatest show on turf, he put up numbers similar similar to uh, Christian McCaffrey. What CMC has, what, like 19 or 20 total touchdowns, something 20, like that? 20, yeah. Um, so, I mean, num- 20 bet. Mm-hmm. So, like, numbers like that, I mean, you got to – and then. We're so used to the quarterbacks is killing it, like like Patrick Mahomes and people in the in the past. We got to shout out the running backs. Um, another reason why I would give it to CMC is simply because we kind of saw what Brock Purdy looked like. Now this isn't a shot to Brock Purdy because I love him; he's a great quarterback. But we saw kind of what he looked like without Christian McCaffrey. Of course, he didn't have Big Trent, and of course, he didn't have Debo. But if you took Purdy away and then kept like CMC, I still think CMC would still get that same production and and and, uh, and whatnot. But yeah, Purdy's right there with them. No disrespect to him, but I would personally just say uh, CMC. Yeah, I think that's great analysis from you Dwight. Ain't lying. You and ain't it's, lying. and since he agrees with you today, Freddie, mm-hmm. um, we do understand that your birthday is tomorrow. Yes, it and is. And I got a little something for you. Birthday to you, <laughs> thank you, brother. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday <laughs> day to you. You are too kind, my brother. You are too kind. Yes, it is to my birthday ya. tomorrow. 30 years young, right? Uh, yeah. You better add a decade or two. <laughs> <laughs> or a decade or three. Let's put it there. I man, appreciate I, I, you guys, I, man. I appreciate everything that you stand for. Thank uh, you, Your work ethic, your analysis, just how great of a human being you are, man. Yep. And I wish you a happy, happy birthday. Thank you, my uh, man. Live it up, man. It's your day tomorrow. It certainly is. I am blessed by all you guys. Seriously, I can't tell you how being a part of this show since September 5th, we knew it was going to be good, but you guys have been a major, major blessing to me and has everything to do with personal, 
not just professional, man. So I thank you guys for that, man. It's a joy coming in here each and every day, just hanging out with you guys. So You're thank the best, you. Freddie. Thank you. I appreciate it, Devin and Ryan and also Harry as well, man. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. Yes, sir. I don't know how we can move on to this, but we're, gonna, we're going to. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. It's a case of when the robbers became the robbie and the robbie became the robber. Three armed robbers were ransacking a check cashing business in Colorado when another cook used the opportunity to swipe their getaway car. This happened at 11 a.m. on Saturday and the high-low check cashing on Monaco Street in the Denver suburb of Commerce City. While these masked bandits were busy taking care of business, looting the storefront, a fourth criminal stole their getaway vehicle. I'm not making this up. By the way, police said the vehicle may have already been stolen. The investigators have admitted, we don't know. If we get a solid description of it, we release that here, end quote. Two of the suspects in the armed robbery were quickly chased down and arrested by officers who raced to the scene. A third is still at large. What Red Fox used to say, you dummy, big old dummy. <laughs> Every last one of them, big old dummies. If you got a getaway car, you might want to leave the person in the getaway car to stay there and let the yeah, other two take Yeah, leave one person in there, or how about you don't leave it running? Don't leave it running, exactly. Don't leave the keys <laughs> in it. <laughs> or just don't steal a rob, period, old Thank big you. dummies. Exactly. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Amber and Ian comes your way next. My brother Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. This has been Freddie and Harry on the mighty ESPN Radio. Take care. God bless. And as always, keep cool. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.